1: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy 8th, happy 8-month birthday to little baby Piper. My little daughter, my very firstborn. Again, as you heard, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that eight months is one that you celebrate. But yeah, you know, she's my firstborn, and I'm going to do it. I'm not sure what we'll do. I, I don't. I think. Do you do like a birthday baby food? I don't want to put a candle and light it. that. That's too dangerous, right? We'll figure something out. If you have any suggestions you know how to reach me the Utah Community Credit Union text line it's 57500 uh, shoot me a note <laughs> if nothing else uh, leave little baby a piper a, a happy 8th birthday greeting i'll read him to her later instead of bedtime stories uh, all right we in the first segment we spoke with Robert Austin with the Utah State Board of Education gave us a fascinating look into this DLI program uh, this DLI program stands for uh, Utah Dual Language Immersion. It's spread to hundreds of schools throughout the state. You certainly know about it. I'm sure you've gotten flyers, or maybe your student is participating themselves. Uh, the, the day is split up, half the day. You are you know, on the receiving end of instruction uh, delivered in exclusively either Spanish, Chinese, French, German, or Portuguese language. Now, why those languages? interesting. There's a a frequently asked question portion of the utahdli.org website, and it asks that, and it gives the following answer, which uh, caught my attention. Utah political and educational stakeholders identified French, Chinese, Spanish, German, and Portuguese as the languages critical to Utah's future economic development. Right, So the, the languages offered when, in this program uh, were done so with an eye towards future economic development. I think that's interesting. I think it's certainly this program arms students to go off and have an added skill as they uh, take on life, both professionally and personally. And what it also does here, uh, it takes care of Utah. And I think that's a very good thing when you can find, uh, find kind of dual benefits like that. Well, this program is in jeopardy a little bit. Why is that? Well, the president, President Trump, on the 22nd of June, uh, put forth a proclamation, a proclamation suspending entry of aliens who present a risk to the U.S. labor market following the coronavirus outbreak. Now, that is the name, that's the headline and title of the proclamation, drafted up by the White House, and how the White House and the president here, how they go about mitigating as they see it the risk to the u.s labor market is by clamping down on a handful of visa types two of them in particular uh, have direct bearing on the future of this utah uh, dual language immersion program the j1 visa and the h1b visa you see You need, as you heard described by Mr. Austin, you need someone who speaks not only the language, but who can do so with the nuance and the specificity to deliver the curriculum needed by Utah students. I was a missionary. I was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints a number of years ago. Not that many. I'm not that old. And I picked up Spanish. And if you need me to talk about faith and God and such like that, I have the whole lexicon down. But... I could not teach trigonometry. You see, you need someone who is not only proficient, ideally uh, someone who speaks the language natively, but is also proficient in the area of the curriculum needed for the students. All right. And so for that matter, you need to, on occasion, reach outside the United States to find teachers to fill these roles. It is very clear and we know that the program does look within the United States first, but to find a teacher with all of those qualifications is a difficult task. And so with this proclamation and the inability for teachers to travel here to the United States under these visas, uh, there will be uh, necessarily a shortage. And for that matter, Utah's four House members, all four of them, have joined together and they have drafted a letter to Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, uh, the Secretary of the Department of Labor, as well as Acting Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. They have asked for a very specific Exemption. They've asked for those potential teachers to participate in the Utah DLI program uh, be exempted from this proclamation from the president. And I I made a point there to uh, highlight that all four of Utah's House members are on board. That's three Republicans and one Democrat. It is not often that you quite literally see them operating on the same page, reading from the same sheet of music, if you will. Well, in this instance, they are. And this morning I spoke to uh, Representative Curtis and I asked him about this letter. I said, well, what is the significance of having all four state representatives uh, or all four representatives from Utah on this letter uh, to these uh, to these agency chiefs?
0: Well, first of all, let me uh, express appreciation to my colleagues for joining me on the letter. And you're right when we speak as a group. It's a far more powerful uh, request. This came to my attention that there were some unintended consequences of the president's um, restrictions on certain visas. And one of those unintended consequences was the impact on these dual immersion programs. I have been a huge fan of these dual immersion programs uh, from the beginning. I think they're terrific. I I really uh, regret that they came along after my kids went through the the system. Uh, And when I heard that there was some help that we could offer, I wanted to jump in and help.
1: Now, there are legitimate causes to be concerned here uh, about the impact of the coronavirus COVID-19 on uh, our labor market. All right. There are a number of people who are there are hundreds of thousands of people who are out of work as a result of this. And uh, there, there may be wisdom in limiting the competition for those jobs by outsiders. Now, I, uh, uh, I don't like using that word, but it may be appropriate in this case. And the congressman, in, in principle, agrees with that. But in this instance, uh, believes, and I believe as well, that exception ought be granted. He speaks about that here.
0: I, first of all, let me say I agree with what the president is trying to accomplish. And uh, this program does fall outside of that because, uh, first of all, uh, Utah goes to great lengths to hire um, resident teachers uh, but when you're talking about dual immersion, you simply can't replace uh, the, the, the teacher coming from the country itself, uh, issues with language and culture and nuances that, that, that are so difficult to teach and so these teachers do bring a specific skill set that can't be duplicated here in the United States, and even that aside, uh, there is an effort from the school boards to first fill these with uh, US citizens.
1: I asked him finally, does, do you think, Congressman, that this letter will have an impact? He answered this way.
0: Because we were able to get all four members of the delegation on, on the letter, it's not one that can be easily ignored. Uh, it's a powerful statement, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to, to have an impact on the decision.
1: We on this program will continue to follow this. Hopefully, that this exemption can be granted and we can fully staff this DLI program, which makes so much sense not only to the students participating but also to the economy of this great state and the nation. I admire the program and I admire the uh, individuals involved in securing the visas. And right now, I most admire those members of Congress who are working uh, to ensure the program can continue. Quick break. When we come back, we're speaking to a good friend of mine, Boyd Matheson, host of Inside Sources, opinion editor for the Deseret News. We're going to talk about what he calls a monumental mistake of banishing America's less-than-perfect history. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.